Hey there, all you lovely people. Well, lockdown may end or not, but May is definitely coming to an end. So on this last day of May, if I may, I would love to present a chat with a super inspiring personality on episode 11 of Get Up, Get Going, and Find Your Ikigai. His name is Shashank Mehta, and he's the founder of a hundred percent clean food brand called the Whole Truth Foods. Some of you may remember its earlier avatar and nothing else as well. But Shashank really inspires me with a story, and I thought you should listen to it too. He started his fitness journey at over 100 kgs 15 years ago. In the decade that followed, he taught himself fitness, lost 40 kgs, ran several marathons, and helped many friends and colleagues get onto the fitness bandwagon. And I am graduate. He has also self-experimented with every fitness fad and quick fix out there. and all his learnings my friends have been poured generously into his brand that now makes super clean protein bars energy bars and muesli you will hear the how what why and more in the podcast ahead so enjoy well it is with a huge sense of warmth and humility that i welcome fellow entrepreneur and fellow fitness lover shashank mehta on this podcast that has already had 10 inspiring guests uh, on air in its short existence hey shashank how are you doing today and what's on your mind hey thank you so much for having me sujata and uh, on my mind uh, just like the rest of the world is when will this dreaded lockdown open up and when will this virus go away <laughs> i guess absolutely i completely agree with you and let's start with a bit of positivity and what we can do for people who are uh, you know uh, in the lockdown you know who can listen to some inspiring stuff and can't wait to get out right so we can do that bit from our side so let's uh, let's kind of jump into the first question if you're okay yep let's go for it okay so uh, you know childhood and growing up are the best time of our lives right and also a period where we are guided or inspired by others most of the time so tell us a bit more about this period in your life and you know who influenced who inspired you who guided you sure so uh, let me start with a caveat that i am one of those people whose memories are really really bad uh, so i remember my childhood only in like flashes and few incidents like i know a lot of people who remember in like deep detail kab kab kya kya hua tha i am not one of those people right uh, yeah having said that uh, so i was born and brought up in delhi uh, spent my first like 20 21 years of life uh, uh, in delhi and uh, born to a very like like a proper middle class indian household dad's a government servant mm. uh, mom's a, uh, a government school teacher so uh, you know very very uh, standard whatever you would imagine a middle class upbringing to be that you know including all the cliches of agar padhai mein acche ho to science le lo agar science mein acche ho to obviously engineering kar lo ya medicine kar lo right and engineering kar liya to mba kar lo mm-hmm. right so i did i did exactly all of that i did my schooling from uh, actually a brilliant school and i'm going to talk about that uh, i think that was the most formative part of my formative years oh. the fact that my mom uh, insisted that my kids will go to a you know a convent mm. Uh, mm. that was her dream uh, because she realized very early on that uh, like english speaking kids will have an edge in this world and and she's a maths 
teacher very very brilliant student herself but couldn't uh, like you know uh, Uh, do the level of studies that she wanted to purely because of financial pressures in her household mm-hmm. uh, uh, yeah so she had uh, she always had these dreams for her kids that uh, uh, my kids should get the best education and nothing will come in the way of their education i will do everything possible from the best school to the best books to the best tuitions whatever they need uh, to get there and and you know the school mount st mary's in in delhi cant was was step 1 Mm. and she really had to fight to get us uh, both me and my brother elder brother into it because it was largely only for uh, army kids uh, but yeah those were the most uh, formative years yeah uh, uh, the biggest influence in my life uh, weren't any role models from family actually there were a few teachers mm-hmm. from school especially uh, this teacher named miss sharmila roy in who was my fourth standard teacher she was the first one who uh pushed me to get onto the stage uh okay. till, till then i never knew that i had a flair for uh debates and quizzing and and theater and eventually later on etc but wow. she's the one who pushed me to get on stage and and i discovered a new side of me and then for the next whatever 7 8 years in in school uh i used to be the debate champ debating mm-hmm. champ at school and then when i went into engineering college i discovered that i also love to do theater and then when i got into mba i actually realized that i also kind of like doing a bit of comedy by the side mm-hmm. so i think it all started uh, uh from sharmila ma'am pushing me onto the stage so that's like one of the big events that i remember uh, from my formative years but uh, if i zoom out a little as i said very stayed old did schooling was a science student got into engineering right after engineering got into mba and right after mba uh, got into what at that time was my uh, dream company which is hindustan unilever so that's a summary wow hindustan unilever right and uh, we all aim for a career where we can be successful do really well etc etc so what were the thoughts in your mind as you um, entered Hindustan Lever on the first day. To be honest, Sujata, again, uh, when I look back at that time in life, uh, I, I don't think I was living life, uh, uh, making very conscious choices about where life is headed. Uh, uh, you know, uh, it pretty much seemed like there is a set path, and I'm supposed to. uh my job is to just run the fastest on this set path like mm-hmm. uh, i was told that uh, uh kids who do well in class till up till 10th standard and i used to be a topper largely in the top 2 3 ranks in my class mm. preordained path that you have to take science mm. so i took science and then preordained path you have to do engineering uh, so i did engineering and then from there if you really know your stuff then you'd get into an iim so i got into an iim and then after the iim if you are a marketing guy you you the dream company is hindustan unilever so right. i figured out a way to get into hindustan unilever right uh, by the time i got there uh, i was I, and once i got there it was just about now mereko yahan pe jeetna hai like i i now need to come first among this group of people mm-hmm. yeah so i don't think i was making very conscious choices up until then like frankly the only conscious choice that i made up until then then was uh, preparing really really hard for cat 
which was the MBA exam because I f- that was also running away from something because I figured that I do I just do not see myself uh, uh, living uh, like being an engineer mm-hmm. uh, as my career. Right. right. So and the 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 most accepted escape route was get an MBA. Right. Uh, right. right. So. So, so to be honest, when I got into, by the time I got got into Unilever, I was just, you know, trying to be the best in whatever group of people I got thrown in, and the definition of best was whatever society decided. So, society decided that marketing students' ke liye best is in the Sun Unilever. Okay, mm-hmm. I'll go and crack in the mm-hmm. Sun. Mm-hmm. And how long did you work with them, uh, Shashank? As we were speaking earlier, you told me that you moved on to another company, and you know there was a bit of movement there. Yeah. So. in total i worked for 8 years uh, out of uh, you know uh, my corporate career was mm-hmm. 10 years out of which 8 years was unilever but this was in two parts so in 2009 i joined hindustan unilever i, I was there for 3 years okay. and i think it was in those 3 years that for the first time i started thinking independently i moved out of home for the first time in life or like after uh, i moved out of home in mba but mm. uh you know this is the first time in life when i felt truly independent my own money in my pocket sure uh, living in a different city completely by myself etc so uh i think that's when i started realizing that i have some sort of an entrepreneurial itch because whenever i look back on my life i i kind of saw that you know the uh and i know we'll talk about uh, uh, you know what gives us happiness also but, but I, I, that that's been a constant pursuit in my life i always keep looking back and seeing what are the things which are truly giving me happiness and the answer at that time also started becoming clear to me that creation gives me a lot of happiness hmm. uh, right and that's when i realized ki there is some sort of an entrepreneurial itch that i have and that's why in 2012 which is after 3 years of being with unilever i I quit at and I was doing really really well at that time so everyone mm. was shocked that this guy mm. is quitting the mm. dream company uh, right. to go to go join a really fledgling startup at that time uh, right. it was called Fasos at that time now it's called Rebel Foods right uh, uh, right and uh, and it was uh, this is circa 2012 at that time startups weren't as sexy as they are today uh, you know uh, economic times was not doing front page articles about startups and unicorns and billionaires and all of that mm-hmm. stuff so this was really really early uh, in india mm-hmm. uh, so, so did that for 2 years uh, got supremely burnt out and in 2014 came back to uh, my original dream company which is hindustan unilever and then spent another 5 years there okay. so a total of 8 split into 3 and 5 and was it in marketing that you were back again at uh, unilever Actually, the first stint was sales, right. uh, which, is, which is how Unilever makes you start. Right. Uh, and the next stint was marketing. Marketing. So, yeah. Okay. Okay. So, what did you learn at uh, at Rebel Foods that you're using today? I mean, what skills or what did you learn that you should not do in a startup? Oh, we'd have to do a, a separate <laughs> podcast first. Start listing <laughs> everything down, but. Uh, uh again to be honest at that time as i said the feeling was of being overwhelmed mm-hmm. being overworked and uh, uh like it took me a good 3 4 years after coming back to unilever to actually synthesize uh all my learnings from the 2 years of rebel mm-hmm. like i think those 2 years of rebel were uh, like 10 years of learning crammed into two 
and hence a lot of pain also right because no learning comes without pain mm-hmm. uh, yeah and and it was so painful at least for me that uh, uh, for uh, for the for the next 2 3 years so i was just you know how you don't want to look back at a painful memory you just want oh. to run away from it okay uh, yeah uh, painful purely because like i failed this was the first time in life when i didn't do well mm. uh, the work was so overwhelming there was too much to do and that was one of like okay so talk about learnings the first big one is you really understand what infinite work means when you work in a startup yeah right? tell because, me about it <laughs> yeah <laughs> because the limit to the amount of work is decided by how much you can think up mm-hmm. uh, right if you are willing to settle for mediocrity work will cut off at x but if you want to keep creating excellence work will cut off at 10x 20x 100x 1000x you can't say mm. right you can keep coming up with more and more work uh second is uh the you truly understand how extremely variable the world is when you do a startup uh and when you're in a protected environment like unilever you know you'll you'll hear people talk almost with certainty that is sal hum 6% se grow karenge mm. uh, you the world doesn't in, in the normal world doesn't operate like that right and and a, and a startup makes you realize how how there are crores of variables out there from people not turning up to supply chain to this to that 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 can that can screw up any of your plans so you mm. can't say anything with certainty uh but what you also realize that that's the definition of a good entrepreneur uh, someone who is able to both predict the future and then create it okay uh, yeah uh, that's what i learned that a good entrepreneur is someone who uh who's able to project into the future mm-hmm. and has a vision for a future that a not many other people have because if everyone has that vision then everyone will be as good as the Uh, as the founder they have a unique vision for the future mm-hmm. and then they have the capability to create it that future doesn't exist today right so uh, just let's say you take uber someone like the the founder there had a vision that why can't cabs be booked mm-hmm. through an app like this why do we have to stand on the road and hail down a taxi right and you know every time wonder milegi ki nahi milegi true right and once he got convinced ki ye to hona chahiye then he went and created it right and and the third learning uh, was uh, i used to keep saying i keep still keep saying that i am a creator i am not a manager mm. that stint taught me that by definition creation is ultra painful you can think of it in biological terms that uh, you know giving birth is painful <laughs> uh, creating anything uh, means going through a sea of pain for for something beautiful to come out at the end of it so these wow. were some of the macro learnings of course there were thousands of micro learnings on how to hire how to run a company this and that that i use every day nowadays wow wow but yeah. <laughs> really really inspiring stuff now uh, we all um, you know i spoke in the introduction about your passion towards fitness and health now how did this segue into a 100% clean label food brand as you call it tell us all about that so uh, ever since i came back from rebel the first one or two years uh, you know i anyone who'd ask me i tell them life mein kuch bhi karunga startup to nahi karunga that's how <laughs> you know burnt out i was when oh i came god. 
uh, and I just dove head first into my job at Unilever. I I got married at that time, so a lot of stuff was happening, and and those two years uh, just went by without anything else apart from Unilever work. Uh, at the same time, my, I've had a like history with obesity and fitness. So fitness wala journey wasn't starting at that time. Uh, mm-hmm. I used to be a 110 kg 19 year old uh, wow. and then uh, yeah and I and engineering college time pe I uh, I decided one day I'm going to lose all of this and and I like went batshit crazy and I lost 40 kgs in like 9 months oh my god uh, that was <laughs> painful as you said <laughs> <laughs> it was it was it was but it was madness uh, at that time because I had no education around it I just mm-hmm. I just figured that uh, if I start exercising whatever little I can and starve myself I will lose weight and that started showing results so I did that for 9 10 months and I lost 40 kgs uh, uh, and you know once you start losing weight you get people's adulation then it becomes a self fulfilling cycle also that you <laughs> that I did it so true uh, then uh, then in 2 3 years then after that I thought chalo ab main patla ho gaya and I used to think that thin is equal to fit Mm. so i started eating like my thin friends mm. and uh, lo and behold in 2 3 years all of it came back uh, and these 2 3 years were basically the mba i am lucknow years when as it is life right was like we used to sleep like 4 hours a day and eat shit all day on campus etc right. so all of it came back then in my unilever days i again i lost 30 kgs again uh, then i was like okay now it's done but then i joined rebel and rebel me again life went for a toss no sleep no pattern no discipline right. so in those two years i again gained all of it back <laughs> then oh when i came back to unilever i was like okay now this better go so in those first two years i lost all of it again so i did the plus minus 30 40 kg cycle thrice in life but what and was the I, process i'm sorry what was the process that you the same process like just love no. yourself and yeah No, no, no. So uh, by the third time, I was I started becoming a lot more intelligent and about the process. Actually, the third time, which was I had just come back to Unilever, and you know uh, I didn't have any other distractions on my mind. I was like, "कुछ और नहीं करना है, नौकरी करनी है और वेट लूज करना है." And this time, ऐसे करना है that it doesn't come back. So I started doing research and I started teaching myself about. health and fitness okay uh, yeah so i started learning about food and and how that impacts our body how exercise impacts our body read a lot of books met a lot of people heard a lot of interviews like did all the research in the world and this time when i lost weight i i lost it by changing my lifestyle okay uh, and, you know point by point eliminating stuff from my diet point by point like uh, crafting an exercise regime which is which you know i developed my own definition of fitness like i never used to have a definition of fitness for me ah. fitness was healthy oh, fitness was uh, thin thin right so uh, finally i realized actually fitness is equal to a combination of three things it's endurance plus strength plus flexibility okay so i'm going to i'm going to make a plan which attacks all these three components of fitness so I first worked on endurance started running marathons mm. then I when you when you run marathons you you're a runner you know you lose a lot lot of muscle right right so after that once I'd run a fair few half marathons I turned my attention to uh, building muscle mm-hmm. uh, and once I'd done that I obviously lost a lot of flexibility because 
you become stiff yeah then i, then I turned to yoga okay right and, and it was a period of uh, over 3 4 years that i was able to i think balance out these three things okay uh, truly say that i have become fit but this was the uh, uh, self teaching that i was doing in those 2 3 years of that third weight loss cycle and at the end of that cycle is when i actually started i felt that i've learned so much and i've researched so much and self experimented so much that i can start i should share this with people yeah that's when uh 2 years into being back at unilever around 2016 is when i started writing a blog called fitchit okay uh, which was my weekend hustle which became my weekend hustle at unilever so every weekend i used to write a blog post so i did this for 2 to 2 and a half years at wow. a stretch uh, wrote about 100 articles one article every week i would write and and that blog really hit it off right mm-hmm. i had no marketing money nothing but people were reading it in droves and commenting and chatting with me and asking me for help etc mm-hmm. that actually became the genesis of the whole truth which is the 100% clean label food company that i now run uh, and uh piece of trivia is <laughs> uh the company is called fitchit health solutions i know that i know that i get those bars too <laughs> <laughs> yeah so uh, uh so how it came to the whole truth was uh, you know as i was writing the blog and so many people were responding one i felt that you know uh telling people what's wrong with the world is a good thing but it's just step one mm. uh if if you really want to bring change then you've got to do step 2 which is do something about it mm. uh, right and 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 the second was i realized that a major problem in weight loss you know when people say that weight loss etc is 80% diet they are correct right and nowadays half of that 80% is packaged food and food that we bring from outside sure. uh, and and what i realized was we are packaged food brands are lying to us through their teeth like we Uh, uh, we are being told something is healthy like you know in my second weight loss cycle i used to think that i had uh, shifted from drinking coke to drinking real juices uh, so so this must be really healthy oh uh, right or i used to think that i have shifted from paranthas to cornflakes this must be really healthy mm-hmm. and then when i did the research i realized no not really the juice and the coke have the same sugar the mm-hmm. uh uh you know the uh, parantas actually parantas seem to be healthier than conflicts given the amount of sugar in <laughs> right so so i i figured that why isn't there a food brand which just tells you the truth about what's get gone into the food like why do you have to like uh, bring a magnifying glass turn to the back of pack and then find this microscopic font ingredient list which you will not even understand half the ingredients written there because they really chemicals they're not really something that grew on a farm mm-hmm. uh, there are tens of sugar substitutes maltodextrin maltitol sorbitol who the hell knows these things and why is all of this in my food mm-hmm. uh, yeah so uh, this conviction kept growing and growing that this needs an intervention and and from the marketer side of me uh, i felt that a i have the tools to build a brand like it's not just a pipe dream i know how to do this mm-hmm. uh, yeah and uh, and b i uh, i uh, spoke with a lot of seniors at unilever and I told them this is the basic concept i will create a brand which will tell you what's gone into your food do you think it's powerful and everyone said yeah 
we'd love that if there was a brand just to you know that didn't put any sexy photography on the for, on the front of pack or and try to entice us with you know dripping chocolate etc that just told us that your food is made of these five things yaar khana to khao nahi khana to samajh lo right so so that was the genesis and i thought yaar matlab this is the truly uh you know a once in a lifetime opportunity that this is something i'm so passionate about mm-hmm. uh, this is something that the world needs uh, and i can create an impact with it wow. and it is something that i can do like professionally i have the experience and the skill to be able to do this then then what is my reason to not do this uh awesome. yeah awesome so, yeah. and that's where your ikigai Kind yeah, exactly. <laughs> As I told you when we were chatting earlier, I didn't know it's called Liki Guy. I just stumbled upon it. <laughs> right, right. Amazing, amazing. And tell us how has the journey been, uh, Shashank? Uh, Jada, the journey has been better than uh, what I could have thought of in my wildest dreams. Nice. And, and uh, uh, to be clear, it, it that doesn't mean it's been easy. Easy, yeah. Uh, but it's been so worth it. uh is what i mean that you know i i whenever nowadays anyone asks me uh how are you i tell them uh, never been busier or happier uh, nice in life right so uh we are we are less than 2 years old uh the amount of love that the brand started getting and continues to get from day one is insane uh uh people like you and so many others tell us that you know the products that we make really make them happy and they're happy feeding it to their kids to their parents and they are they have a like they have zero doubt they don't have to think about what they're feeding to their loved ones that's so true so the 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 happiness plus you know the 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 meta thought that i will enjoy creation so personally the joy of you know it's such a privilege to get this opportunity to uh, uh be able to create something which is exactly the change you want to bring in the world mm-hmm. uh, uh is getting so much love and adulation from the world because we are all social animals no matter how much i say i do things for my own self i love it when people love what i do mm-hmm. so uh, that is happening and as a business like if you see it purely as a business also in terms of revenues etc it seems to be doing fairly well so it's not a you know a, a charity project it is it has all the possibilities of becoming a self sustaining vehicle for good uh, yeah and and that's always been one of my pet peeves that why is why are companies and capitalism seen as uh, you know doers of evil that they eventually uh, you know try and sell you stuff that they shouldn't be selling you but they also know it and you know there's this evil scheme going on sure. why can't companies be forced a force for good you know capitalism is a great machine to actually bring good stuff into the world also yeah so wow. uh, so when you like i i wake up nowadays uh, there are very bad days also obviously in any startup's journey but every time i feel down also i just i just think back to this that imagine the immense privilege to be able to do all of this follow your passion build a business create something which is impactful like mm. how many people get that uh, uh, chance so it's been i couldn't have asked for more absolutely and uh, i'm i'm just 
I'm just mesmerized by this conversation. Uh, you know, really, really enjoying talking to you, uh, Shashank. And there's so much motivation and determination in your voice that I'm sure all our listeners would be equally determined to at least try following their their passions. Now, one last question, which is your message for our listeners, uh, you know, who want to really follow their Ricky guy. Sure. Thank you so much for the kind words. And and my. Uh, my message is this that uh, you know many people ask me that how did you plan how did you start when did you know you were going to do this etc and i think those are uh, you know that clarity of should i start up should i go after my dream etc is what most people who are thinking along these lines struggle with my my uh, one learning i've had throughout life uh, uh, is you know I, I have this analogy that life is like driving a car in a dark tunnel and you can truly only see as far as the headlights go. So mm. what that means is, you know, when I was, when I came back from Rebel, I used to think that uh, I will never start up again. Mm. And to actually turn my focus from that, focus from that, I started focusing on my fitness again. And this time I said, let's read up about it. I had mm. no inkling mm. that this was leading anywhere, right? Then... I started writing a blog because I was like, hey, I've read so much. Let's write a blog. Right. When the blog started doing well, I started thinking, hmm, why shouldn't there be a brand like this? Right. Right. And then after, and all of this took like five years at which time for two and a half years, I was writing a blog with absolutely no inkling that this blog will one day lead me to starting up again. Mm-hmm. Right? But it eventually did. Yeah. So my my learning from that is I didn't know for four and a half out of those five years that I was heading back again towards starting up. But I was, if my if my heart and my passion took me somewhere, it took me towards uh, fitness. I tried to do as much justice to it as I could. So I did spend, uh, you know, hundred weekends on the trot writing. Yes, yes, uh, you did. Yeah, and and that somehow led somewhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, so so don't. Don't pressure yourself to come to a decision of what to do. Let's say your passion is something in music. Mm. Uh, start doing something around it. Right. And, and the path will present itself, uh, uh, you know, as you keep going deeper, deeper, deeper into it, clarity will emerge. No one has clarity from day one and no one gets clarity if they want it on uh, on day one. You've just got to lean into it and, and trust the process. Wow. Trust the process is a statement that I use myself all the time in you know any situation. So I think that's a great end. Trust the process. Thank you so much, Shashank. One uh, last bit, if you wanted to tell our listeners about your Instagram handle, maybe they can go have a look at your products, etc. Oh, that'll be great. So you can find us uh, on the web at thewholetruthfoods.com. That's thewholetruthfoods.com. And on Instagram, which is where uh, we share a lot of content that a lot of people love, you can find us at Whole Truth Foods. Great, great. And thank you for sharing most of the whole truth, I would say, because we didn't have as much time. I would have loved to, you know, maybe we'll have another podcast as we were discussing about, you know, (laughs) what were your learnings. But thank you so much for being on this episode. Uh, It's been a pleasure. 
the pleasure has been on mine thank you so much for allowing me to uh, talk about and reminiscing about the past i just don't get the time to do that nowadays but it's good to look back every now and then great thank you thank you bye 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 thank you so hope all those of you who wonder where fitness and taking care of our well-being can lead it can definitely take us a long long way if we choose to make it our true passion and ikigai i truly enjoyed making this episode as always and look forward to your feedback at rjsujay@gmail.com till we meet again here's me saying take care stay safe and keep working on your ikigai